Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms podcast. It's hard enough being a mom, and the last thing you need is stress from too much stuff and an overcrowded schedule. For too long, I lived with the mindset that bigger was better, and the more that I added to my life, instead of feeling better, I felt overwhelmed. It was time for a radical new mindset. Less is more. I'm not into extremes. I didn't throw everything away. My brand of minimalism is more about adding than subtracting. Get rid of the excess to make room for what you love. In other words, it's about living life with purpose. I hope you'll listen in and my guests and myself can inspire you to think more and do with less. Today, we're going to delve into the world of foam photography and the challenges that come with managing the many photos we take every day. We all have a camera in our back pocket, but what do we do with the photos we take? My guest for this episode is Stacy Canzarini, a professional photographer and founder of the Memory Keepers Club. Stacy's mission is to help moms learn how to take more creative photos, be present in more photos with their kids, and to organize their memories. Join us as we discuss the importance of creating a system for our photos and how it can help us preserve our most cherished moments for years to come. But quickly before we get there, I want to share a resource with you. This resource is Scribble. The actual website is scribble.art. So Scribble is a website and it appears to be an app to turn your kids' artwork into a stunning photo book. Obviously, you could take your own photos and print them out into some type of Shutterfly book. That's what I've done in the past. But this is just a quick, easy way to outsource that work. And Scribble also removes backgrounds, straightens, and enhances the photos. So I think this is perfect for what we're talking about today in regards to all the photos that we have on your phone. If you've heard my tip in the past, one of the ways that I declutter my kids' artwork is by taking a picture of it on my phone. I have albums, Charlotte the Artist, Martin the Artist. I need to start one for Benjamin. But I have these albums in my phone that are just sitting there. So this would be a great resource for me to tap into. Again, I used to do it through Shutterfly, but to just get them off my phone and to have them in a tangible handheld book for my kids to flip through, I think that they would absolutely love this. I actually might do it for my son's birthday. So the app or website is scribble.com art and I hope it works for you if you choose to use it. All right, let's get into this conversation with Stacy. Okay, cool. Well, Stacy, thanks for joining me today on the Minimalist Moms podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm happy that you're here today to discuss photos and how we can manage this digital clutter. But before we get to that conversation, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to the listeners? Sure. So I've been a family photographer for about 12 years now. It's been a really long time. And I started out like so many moms who were just like obsessed with taking pictures of their kids. And then I'm I'm trying to think it was even maybe before social media or maybe right at the start of social media. And I started like sharing those pictures online and then it quickly snowballed into a business. But I've been doing that for a long time. I photograph families and newborns. I've just started recently teaching classes to other moms, sort of like to give them some tips and tricks about how to capture their own families more creatively. Because, you know, maybe they hire me once a year, but they're there every day taking photos. So I'm trying to help through my Instagram and through like online classes and stuff. I have an online photography club too called Memory Keepers Club. So me in a nutshell. (laughs) And do you consider yourself to be a minimalist or would you say you live more intentionally? I try to. I will admit when it comes to photography, I do feel like I'm the opposite of a minimalist, but I have been consciously making an effort to avoid that because I think that what I'm trying to think or like the mindset that I'm trying to get into is 
10, 20 years from now, like, what am I going to pass down to my kid? I don't want to hand them my phone and be like, here, scroll through and find, you know, pictures from Christmas when you were three years old to find like that favorite present that you got or something. I'm trying to keep that in my mind so that when I go forward taking pictures, I'm like, okay, do I really need to take this photo? Am I going to print this photo? What am I going to do with this photo? And yeah, hopefully that is going to be my my um, sort of way to attack the overwhelming amount of photos that are on my phone. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get to it at some point within this conversation, but I have this practice of every day at the end of the day, I will declutter my photos right then and there. So I will take the best, maybe two photos of a moment. If there's a bunch of photos of my son's jumping in puddles, I'm like, which ones are the best ones? Because I don't need all of these images cluttering up my phone. And I've just gotten into the habit of doing that at the end of every day, because like you, I do have a photography business in Columbus. I love taking photos of my kids. I love to photograph them. So it does build up. And I just like to photograph my life in ways that I see the world. So I think a lot of us are like that, especially now that Instagram or social media is at the forefront of our mind. We think about photography and how we want to preserve those moments and those, those images. So I'll have to say that's just right out of the gate. One thing that I try to do at the end of the day is just what are the best photos from today and get rid of the other ones. It's kind of like a bandaid, just get rid of them now. So it doesn't build up, but I don't know how you want to structure this conversation or what you'd like to share first on social media. You talked a little bit about getting ahead of it. So what do you mean by that? Well, I actually think what you do is is one of the ways, and I do that as well, creating a habit. And I don't know that it necessarily even needs to be daily because sometimes, you know, you just get busy and you might forget at the end of the day to go through your phone photos and whatever. Anytime I find myself taking a series of photos, whether it's at like an event or it's a holiday or just from that day or whatever, I do the same thing. I go through and I keep like one or two of the best. That's it. I really don't think you need a million pictures of your kids on their first day of school. Think about the ones that you will print one day that you want to have, that they're going to want to have like 20 years from now or something. So I think that's one way to attack it. I also am trying to be a lot more intentional about printing my photos because I think that'll help cut down on some of the clutter too. And not even just like loose prints or prints that you're going to frame on the wall, like because we shoot so much of our lives to include all of those images in an album is a good way to kind of get a handle on the clutter too. You know what I mean? I used to be really good about doing a Shutterfly book for the family. And then once I started having kids, it got a little bit harder to keep on top of. However, this year I was just like, you know what? I just need to print the images. So I've been working on a chat book. This is just something that will go into your social media accounts and it will organize it by the dates, which I also like to put the date in every photo Mm -hmm. I share on my personal feed, just so if it's a later gram, so to speak, it has the actual date on there. But chat books is not as, I guess, detailed as I would do on Shutterfly, but it's enough to have it printed. And it's just an easy, quick way to get it out there each year. There's so many companies that make it so easy these days too, that they just like auto print whatever's on your social social media. I have chat books set up for my Facebook and I've been doing Facebook since like 2012. So I have books and books and books for my older daughters that you know, if Facebook disappears one day, I feel like I would lose those photos because I was not very good about organizing all that back in the day. I also think there's other ways to sort of document, like it doesn't always have to be photos or if you're taking more videos than you are photos, I feel like a lot of people take a lot more videos these days. 
Have you ever heard of that app Lawn Second Every Day? I started that this year too. Oh, yeah. see, I think that that's an awesome app. I feel like that will take control of all the videos that you're taking. It'll compile them into like a movie that you guys can watch at the end of the year. And if video adds so much more than a photo, being able to hear somebody's voice and like see their mannerisms and stuff like that. Or even if there's something special that's going on and you don't have a camera or you want to be more present in that moment, pick up a journal at the end of the day and write down the memory instead of focusing on always taking a photo of it. So trying to embrace different ways to do like memory keeping stuff. Do you know of anything off the top of your head other than chat books? I like StoryWorth for journaling memories. Like you said, you can send that off to family members. So I thought that was a really cool idea. And then the only other yep. one I know of is Once Upon and it's an app to do the oh, digital I chat books. That. Uh, Any others that come to mind? I mean, I've been a fan of chat books for a long, long time. There is another, I think it's Mooch. Have you ever heard of it? It's like M-O-O-T-S-H. Oh, no, I haven't. And I think, and I mean, I love Artifact Uprising. It's not an auto thing, but you know, if you're just going to print like everyday prints, those I have sort of loose around the house. But I think that M-O-O-T-S-H, I think they do auto. Um, They send you 20 a month or something like that. Oh, okay. Great. Well, I'll include all these things that we're mentioning in the show notes. Okay. So you also talked about what are we choosing to photograph? And that can be a way to simplify our digital clutter in the future. So go into a little bit more detail about that. So being intentional means sort of like making a decision, right? About what you want to do. First, you have to sort of decide what's important to you as far as memory keeping, like what's important to your family, what's important to what do you think is going to be important to your kids down the road as far as what memories you want to have for them. Is it going to be like the candid everyday photos? I feel like it's probably a little bit of everything, all the big milestones. I love detail photos. So I kind of have a unique perspective in this because I do have older kids. I have a 19-year-old a 15-year-old and a four-year-old. So my 19-year-old loves going back and looking at photos. And whenever she is looking at those photos, it's always like the details, like, what was I wearing? What did my room look like? I don't know, the posters on the wall or whatever. So I do focus a lot when I'm taking pictures on details and trying to remember to capture those details. And then obviously the bigger moments, like the holidays and getting together with family members or whatever. So I think it's just a matter of choosing what's important to you and your family and maybe your kids down the road. So maybe it's even a conversation that you have with your family. And it's okay to like, it's. I feel like a hypocrite sometimes because it's like capture every moment, but you don't have to capture every moment. Like you can be present in the moment and still sort of remember in a way that's not necessarily a photo. So it's just picking and choosing the moments that you want to have forever. Absolutely. So I'm curious to see what it looks like for you when you do go back and address that clutter that's building up in your phone. When do you set aside time to do this? I was on a flight the other day and the flight didn't have Wi-Fi, but I was like, this is good time to work, get some deep work done. But also since I'm in airplane mode, I can just go through my photos on my phone and delete things that somehow made it made it through or things from 10 years ago that are still on my phone. And so I, I was managing it that way. But what are your suggestions? I would definitely say if you are forgetful like I am, set a reminder on your phone, like put it in your calendar. Give yourself 10, 15 minutes, whether it's at the end of the day, if you know you have time in like the car line when you're picking up the kids or you know somebody's at gymnastics 
practice or dance class or whatever, and you're sitting there for 45 minutes, that's a good time to go through and do all that stuff. And it's fairly easy now. I feel like, do you know, you can like sort of swipe down on your phone and like select a whole bunch at once. I never knew that you could do that. And I was always going one by one. I was like, this is so tedious, but you can select a whole bunch at once. I don't think it has to be a big project where you're like, take an hour to go through all your photos. I think little sprints of time here and there will really help. If you can even do like once a month, I try to do it once a month. Then I could put in a little bit more time. But when I do have, like I was saying, a a dance class, a 45 minute dance class or whatever, and I I just want to go through my phone, then I'll do it then too. I also have done this in the past. You can search on your phone from the location. And so I don't have to figure out what day it was. I can just go to the location and easily see what I have and then move through that. But I don't know, as someone that loves to take photos, I do find it hard to, I think defining what we want to photograph is really important, but also I'll try to get a few of those snapshots at the very beginning of our time. And then I put it away. So if we're going strawberry picking, it's like, okay, you look really cute. I'm going to get some close-ups of your hand with the strawberries, maybe from far away from you walking through, and then I'm going to put it away and I'm going to be present. I'm going to enjoy this moment with you because it's very hard to do that from behind a phone. We all know that. We all know that. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's important. And I think that goes back to like, you know, what your priorities are as far as memory keeping goes, knowing that you're going into an event that you want to capture or like a day, something that you're doing with your family that you want to capture, maybe just even mentally make a list of what you want to take a picture of. And once you've got those photos, put your phone down. Yeah. That'll definitely help take care of or cut down at least on some of the clutter. Not that anyone needs me to remind them, but like, it's okay to delete pictures of your kids. I feel like sometimes you have such an emotional or sentimental attachment to the photos that you take of your children. Like, obviously the moment is important enough for you to pull out your camera and take the photo. And then, you know, you have people telling you to delete them. But if you just are choosing like one or two from that moment, it's okay to delete the rest. Nobody's going to be upset or mad at you. That was another point that I was thinking of. And then I think we already said this too, though, but sort of thinking 10, 20 years down the road, because I wonder what is it going to look like in 20 or 30 even years? How are we going to share our memories with our kids? Can't even fathom what's going to be available in that time as far as picture taking goes. So... Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity, and I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. For a lot of my listeners, I feel like they're on a journey to simplify their lives, but they don't want to sacrifice style, which I completely understand. And that's why I was excited to partner with Home Threads. Home Threads is the perfect blend of minimalism and comfort for your home. 
At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a curated collection of sleek and functional furniture that speaks to the heart of minimalist living, from multifunctional storage to timeless design. They have everything you need to create a clutter-free and serene space for your family. As most of you know, we've recently moved, and I'm not someone to just fill up a room so that it's done and decorated. I wanted to do this with intention, and so I searched out accent chairs on home threads and found the perfect mid-century modern chair that really complements my space. So embrace the beauty of less and elevate your home with purposeful pieces. Visit homethreads.com minimalist and get a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. No more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights. With Armoire, you get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say, as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special. And Armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, Armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try Armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. Looks that you can grab too. So right now my listeners can give armoire a try and get up to 50% off their first month. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armoire.style slash minimalist. That is armoire.style, A-R-M-O-I-R-E dot style slash minimalist to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try armoire today. I think that you're right. Going back through and setting aside that time will help Mm -hmm. you stay on top of everything because it does become unmanageable because in a way in our homes, we can see the clutter, but when we tuck our phone away in our pockets, out of sight, out of mind. And so it can build up, but it doesn't mean it's any less stressful or we run out of space and it's like, Oh no, what, what should I do? What should I delete in order to get space on my phone? So I think staying on top of it is the most important thing and kind of setting some of these uh, practices and into habit, just set aside 10 minutes a week to go back through yeah. the archives. Yeah, it'll help so much. And even if you don't know what, to, what you want to keep or what you want to delete, just favoriting ones that you think you want to print later, creating an album that even says print these photos or something so that you are more intentional about what you're doing with your photos. So what does it look like for you on your computer? Like you said, it is okay to delete photos of your kids and you can't love them all. If everything's your favorite, nothing's your favorite. So really choose those favorite images and use them and, and make them visible. I don't know about you, but I find that the ones that I edit right away are usually my favorites. So the rest, I don't need to keep because obviously I don't have that sort of I didn't have that like knee jerk reaction that I needed that photo. Cause if I'm editing it right away, then I'm like obsessed with it and I love it and I want to share it. So that's one of the things I also have to admit that I'm not good at organizing like my desktop as much as I, I feel like it's easier on the phone. The one thing I do do, which is probably weird is I name all my files very specifically because you can search on your computer so like if it was my daughter Olivia, you know, playing at the park and that would be like my file name, like playing at the park. And even if she was wearing like a specific outfit or if it was like a specific time of year, this way, if I'm going back to look for it and I remember some of the details, usually it's in the file name and I can find it a little bit better. I do try to do, you know, what everybody says. If you break it down month by month and then you put them in a folder, a yearly folder, 
that would be ideal, but I don't always get that far. So I start by just like being as specific as possible in the like file naming. So yeah, I'll do it by the year. So I'll do 23.1. So that's January and then dot mm-hmm. whatever the date is. And so it organizes clearly and I can see it just the list running in my computer. But yep. I can be really intense about all these organizational details, but it doesn't mean that I stay on top of it all the time. When okay. I'm doing it, I can be pretty concise, but staying on top of it on my computer is definitely a different story. It's harder, I feel yeah. like. But doing it right then and there, it's kind of like the one minute rule. If you can get something done in one minute, give or take a minute or so, just do it right then and there. So usually I would come home from an event, put my kids to bed, and I want to see my Easter photos from Easter Sunday. And so I would go through them right then and there. I would look at them on my little memory card and then delete. That takes a little bit more time. We all have to assess what's most important to us, like you said, and figure out how to manage going forward. But staying on top of it is one of the biggest things to help us. Yeah, definitely creating a habit or else it, it does get overwhelming. Well, Stacy, thank you so much for your wisdom in this area. Where can listeners thank find you if they want to connect with you online? So I find myself on Instagram all the time. So it's just Stacy May and Co on Instagram. Um, business name is Stacy May Photography if you ever wanted to check out my, my professional work. But yeah. most of the time it's every day on IG. As we wrap up this conversation, I ask every guest two questions. And the first one is, what has been a beneficial resource to you that you'd like to share with the listeners? I mean, I listen to a lot of podcasts. So anything that has to do with business related podcasts are super beneficial to me. First one I always gravitate towards is like Jenna Kutcher. Um, I love listening to her. Um, there's a new one that I found recently. It's called Cubicle to CEO. Have you ever heard of that? I think Ellen Yin is the host. She breaks down like how people, like a lot of times you'll get tips and whatever, but she sort of breaks things down very easily to see how people are making their money. Nobody really ever talks about money. So I just like to hear that side of it. Okay. Okay. I love your podcast and there. What do you listen to? Oh gosh, should I really admit some of the ones I listen to? I Maybe. love it. Dr. Andrew Huberman, the Huberman Lab. I'm obsessed with Rich Roll. Um, Rich Roll is one of the best interviewers I've ever heard. For something fluffy, I love the Skinny Confidential. Um, it's okay. a little out there sometimes, but they have interesting guests. I love listening to interesting people. Gosh, what else do I listen to? I like the Armchair Expert sometimes. With oh, Jeff I love them. Yep. Yeah. yeah. What else? I also just started. Have you have you heard of um, Smartless with uh, Jason Bateman? Oh gosh, Will Arnett, and they're so funny. And um, they just interview other celebrities, but their banter back and forth is funny. Like it's sometimes I find myself laughing out loud in the car. So Justin Bell or just Justin Long has a podcast where he also interviews celebrities. I mean, a lot of those okay. celebrities are doing it. It's just find like yeah. find a personality you like and listen a yes. lot to it. But yeah. Yeah. And then I listen to some political ones. Lex Friedman, he's an intellectual. He's from, I believe, Russia or Ukraine. I think he's Russian. Um, He's interesting. Just anyone that has interesting people and they get the backstory of how they're successful. That is fascinating to me. Yeah. I love that too, to find out where people started from, where, how they got to where they, they are. Yeah. Uh Even if it's like a nugget of wisdom that I can glean for my own success, it's powerful. I love it. All right. My last question for you is what is something that you can't stop talking about? Podcast. (laughs) Podcast for one. I also, I find myself always talking about memory. And it's funny. And maybe that's even why I like photography so much. It's sort of like freezing a moment forever because my memory is so terrible. And I'm always looking for ways to improve how to remember things better. So I have this book that I'm obsessed with. Have you ever heard of this? The Art of Making Memories. Yeah, 
Yeah. So I am obsessed with this book because it's just like, you know, how to how to remember the things that you want to remember, how to pull up those memories and like be so present in the moment that you are recording those details in your brain. And then, because I don't know what my problem is. I just find it so hard. I feel like I live in the moment. I do live in the moment, but then that moment disappears like the next day. So just trying to remember. And I loved his book. You're saying the basis of that book is we have these memories, but we don't store them deep within us that we can recall them as yeah so the like the subtitles how to create and remember happy moments okay and I think that's what kind of got me like I I don't feel like I have a problem creating happy moments but it's like remembering those happy moments I'm so jealous of people who can like pull up a memory from third grade or like my husband what we've been married over 20 years and he'll be like oh my gosh do you remember that's where we went on our first date I was like how do you remember that I wish so yeah, that, that was, was my intent on picking up this book. Yeah, see, some people have more visual memories. My cousin's like that. True. But even going back, you can feel like you had a bad month or a bad week. And then photos are a great representation yes. to say, oh my gosh, no, that that was an emotional reaction to maybe something bad that happened. But as a whole, I can see that it was really great. And I think that yeah. helps me recall those memories as photos, which is kind of a good bow to, <laughs> to our conversation. Yes. I do feel like that helped me in the beginning. Like, I don't know if you remember early motherhood. It was really, really hard for me. It was really lonely for me. So like picking up a camera and taking photos of my newborn baby or Mm -hmm. up until she was a toddler and being able to look back on those moments, like even though I struggled in the day to day, I can still see the joy in those photos. You know what I mean? And remember happy moments instead of focusing on that was a really hard day. So yeah, I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Stacy, thank you again for joining me today. I hope that people found this helpful. Yes, definitely. Thank you. What did you think of the episode? I hope you enjoyed the conversation. To learn more about today's guest, including links, resources related to everything discussed today, visit the episode page at minimalistmomspodcast.com where you can find the entire podcast archive as well as my book, Minimalist Moms Living and Parenting with Simplicity or other ways to connect or work with me online. If you'd like to support the podcast, the easiest and most impactful thing you can do is subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, or YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave a rating or review of your favorite episode. Lastly, sharing the show or your favorite episode with friends on social media is very helpful and will encourage others on their journey to think more and do with less.